0: Beautiful Tanya, have a great day and uh, if you are calling this morning you will get uh, the lovely Tanya on the line. Tanya's uh, producing today so make sure plenty of calls coming through on thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. Well I mentioned our panel before, Ron Duffercy, Dean Lester and Glenn Munsey. Duff, I'll firstly come to you, good morning, great to be back on track at Randwick on Saturday. Mother Nature played its part, it was lovely and sunny, there was obviously a bit of wind around but what a day mate. Uh, and Nate just the headline.
1: Yeah, he certainly was. Spine-tingling day, really, to, to have, you know, all of a sudden we've gone from, you know, no-one there to, uh, 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 you know, it felt like twenty, thirty, forty thousand 40,000 there and not not 10,000. Uh, and they let their hair down. They let their hair down and, and had a party. And they had some something to party about because uh, mm-hmm. uh, there were some sensational performances there on Saturday and Nature Strips, you know, you stood alone there and we had Art Cadot. Which was a great moment early, and some nice horses, horses running to form, on an improving track, and uh, yeah, just a, a great day all round.
0: It certainly was. Uh, I know that our Melbourne friends will be out of lockdown this coming weekend, but uh, you're going to have a starter cheer on Cup Day. It looks like uh, Dino. That was extraordinary. Um, I was with a group of younger, younger blokes watching that particular race, and we were we're not old enough to really remember your might and powers etc's um but that was just extraordinary that Caulfield Cup and, and and that horse he just keeps going
2: hey Dave good morning to you uh, he just uh, as you said he just keeps going and uh you know there's moments in a race where you think oh you know on the turn he had to sort of wobble a bit around the turn once he got in the straight line off he goes again and uh he just seems to have boundless uh, amounts of energy and he and he's got this ability to we saw it in the Turnbull that he had a horse outside him which didn't bother him on Saturday for sections of the race he was three wide but he didn't over race. he just goes seems to go into his own bubble, do his own thing and then just uh, roar away and get you know that stride gets longer and longer so uh, he's an outstanding horse uh, he might have to be because he might have a, an outstanding challenge with uh, with the weights come uh, this afternoon when Greg Carpenter announces a penalty. He's under
1: pressure. What do you say?
2: What do I say? I say that he beat the Cox Plate champion at weight for age when he won the uh, Maccabi Divas. So that was where they set him up to get 55.5 on Saturday. Had he not won that before the weights come out, he'd had 53. He'd have got a three-kilo penalty for, for Saturday and had 56. Now he's bolted in with 55.5. So he's proven there's horses that have finished five lengths behind him twice. There's one in particular, Persan and both times Persan has got two kilos off him and finished five lengths behind him. So all of a sudden, you've got a standard. hes he, I mean, if it's a handicap, you've got to even the others up to some degree, you know, without it being an impossible task. I say I say you'll get two. I think you should get two and a half.
1: Yeah. What's the, what's the modern-day record? What is it? What, three and a half to might and power, was it? Yeah, but
2: off, a, off 52 and a half as a four-year-old, right. yep. this horse is a five-year-old, so weight for ages higher again. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so he, he it's a, uh, it'll be an interesting uh, afternoon this afternoon because, you know, is it, the, is it going to be a true handicap to give him the test or is it the semi-invitation to make sure he's
0: there? Mm. Glenn Munsey joining us as well on the panel this morning. Munns, um, wonderful afternoon on Saturday and one thing about this racing game, we had the speed and excitement of the Tab Everest which gave us all the spine tingle but then a little while later, Uh, In the staying, and we haven't had that for for a little while, I believe. Anyway, uh, in in terms of that sort of genuine twelve furlong, twelve furlong plus, where we've we've had that spine tingle as well. Good morning.
3: Yeah, morning, Dave. Morning, Ronnie. Morning, Dino. And the other thing to come out of Saturday's racing, and a great thing for our business, we did our absolute life there on Saturday. And you, someone might say, well, why has why is that good for the business? Because guess what, people are allowed to win and it's good for them to win. It's first weekend out of lockdown in New South Wales. The punters have had an absolute fill-up. So the ramifications of that are they've got a bank to bet with right through the spring carnival. They're cashed up to do whatever they want with the money, which more than likely they will be punting with it, but they'll be able to spend up. They'll go out, they'll go to pubs, they'll go to clubs, they'll go to restaurants, they'll go to shops and buy clothes. So we need a boost to the economy here in New South Wales and we have provided that boost to everyone that just found every single winner there late in the day and they carried us out on an OxyViva machine. And that is very, very good for us because that gives the little bloke some money to punt with throughout the rest of the Spring Carnival.
0: Let's talk about the Tab Everest, and we'll open up the phone lines as well. 1353 53 So if you've got a question on the weekend, or maybe you spotted a run of a particular horse, and you're wanting the thoughts of Duff Dino or Munn's call now, uh, let's jump back to the Tab Everest, Duff. Uh, what, just talk us through, I mean, you've, you've ridden, um, you've been able to watch James from his starting point here with John O'Shea as a young bloke to what he is now. He really rode Nature Strip like he was just worried about himself. He didn't really worry about anyone else. Um, and proofs in the pudding. is—is is he the best we've seen since Beedman?
1: Um, You could say that. Uh, you know, wasn't too many so long ago. You know, we we're talking about Bowman, the best since Uh But uh, he is, yeah. He's just a young bloke that's just kept improving. Proving a champion apprentice, he was. Uh, just all he's grown, he's always had riding ability. He's just grown with confidence. And he's uh, uh, he's not as shy as he was uh, once upon a time. Uh, he's more out there. He can disobey instructions and ride his own race. You know, anyone riding Nature Strip on Saturday could have easily says, oh, where's, where? yeah, went looking for Eduardo? and you know, I'm supposed to be outside him. What am I doing? I'm not allowed to be in front. But he went with his horse and rode him to how he was cruising in the run and uh, did he thing you know he, he, he we've all said before nature strip beats his field not the last hundred meters he, he beats them up before the 200 and that's that's what he did again on saturday you know, might say oh you're going to get beat the last couple of strides but that's him um he, he just takes the wind out of them between the you know the 500 and the and the and the 200 uh, so he, he's just a, uh, as far as the horse and rider they they gel well uh, where, Master Crusader, you know what you're going to get with him. He's a he's a highly talented horse mm-hmm. and a beautifully prepared horse for the Everest as well. But you just can't give three lengths away at the start and then go chasing. Um, so that was the difference between the two. Eduardo was great uh, at 1,200 metres. I, there was criticism why he didn't lead, but I thought it was a great ride. He found the he found the favourites back and. Lost and running achieve, overachieved, classic legend, I thought was fantastic. He, he just lost the speed of the race first up after just trials and he did a real good job when, when it was hard to make ground right down the outside. So I think he gets more than a pass mark as well. Tracking did his thing, G-Char pulled out one 185 lame and not much to say about the others really, they weren't up to the task on the day. But it was all about nature strip and the show he put on and how good a sprinter he is.
0: Dino, what did you uh, make of uh, the run and watching from afar to, to see those scenes afterwards from James?
1: Yeah, it was
2: fantastic uh, scenes and it was a remarkable ride. It, as Duff said, you've got to set this horse up exactly right because the last bit is, you know, you're holding on uh, to the extent that uh, on, a, on the program... He ran the eighty-fifth best last four hundred of the meeting, and the eighty-fifth best last two hundred of the meeting. Mm-hmm. But it's that middle stage that, if you get that exactly right, it just takes the sting out of his rivals and uh, does help with Mask Crusader, who's just getting progressively worse at the start. Tough. You'd, you'd have—I you know, mean, I, I would have thought horses would do that in restricted grade get nearly sent back to the trials when they get worse and worse. He's just getting worse out of the barriers, and it, I mean, it's cost them, a, I think, a lot on
1: Saturday. For sure.
0: Just just with him uh, missing the start, uh, guys, I mean, is there any sort of... Can you put anything down to that, or is it just in the horse's head uh, as, as to why he's doing it?
1: Yeah, I think it might be just a, a pattern he's getting into. It's you, I don't know whether you can do much about it. Um, you know, you can drive the mad taking him back to the barrier, but he's an old horse. It's, it's hard to... Older horse, I should say. He, it's hard to with a two-year-old or, or that you can definitely do things to help them come out of the barrier. But uh, this horse has already learned how to do that. But he's he's t- taught himself to give him a rest, himself a rest, and squeeze out of it early, mm. um, out of the bu- hustle and bustle. So it's maybe doesn't thing. get as
2: slow out as yes. <laughs> Well,
1: that's well. You saw what happened there when they tried to fix him. Mm. Um, you know, he he, he he just they get more stubborn. Uh, So I think we have to live with that and just hope he doesn't get worse again. Uh, But it's not a very good habit to have.
3: Mm, I thought it was a great ride from Tommy Berry on Mars. Beautiful ride. uh, When you consider, you know, you worked out early in the day that you couldn't come to the outside. And we even spoke about this Thursday and Friday and all all the preview shows we did. What's Tommy Berry going to do? Because you know it's going to be last you know so and he just picked his way through to save that ground and keep him in the best ground and you know uh, James and Tommy when they hit the post they weren't 100% sure no. what it won they actually mm. asked each other do you think I won yeah. do you think you won because they were just wrapped up that much in their own horse they didn't really pay massive amounts of attention to the horse uh, the other horse yeah,
1: you do not see the galaxy yeah the galaxy, yeah, of the you don't galaxy see... when they hit the line yeah you don't see that often because they usually know exactly if they've won or not. But you're right; they were they were tied up in the moment and the concentration. I, I had a funny feeling Tommy thought he might have got there, but oh, we all knew that you know he'd won quite convincingly. But that's that. You're right. Uh, he was looking more or less to the big screen, McDonald, and Tommy was just concentrating on getting his horse's head down. And I don't think they knew who won.
0: You might have said, uh, "Mans the tab." They did their life. Uh, they didn't do their life, though, on Lost and Running, which we all thought they were going to. We all thought they were going to just burn their 600. Um, but they did. They've run fourth. They've got something back there. And did that run surprise you, Munz?
3: Uh, it did, Dave, because I'm still convinced that, you know, he's a much, much better horse when he leads, and you knew he wouldn't be leading in that race there. But if you listen to John O'Shea all the way through, he said, you know, he's going better, he's going better. Uh, and even Huey. Huey said uh, when he got to the, the promotion the other morning to run against Rowan Browning, and he, and he looked at Lost and Running, he said, he's right, you know, this horse has improved again. And so, you know, the, the just it's, it's the master trainers being able to get these horses to peak on the right day.
0: Mm. one one thing before we get to our first caller Ray, uh, there's a couple of texts here on the text line and uh, this uh, Brett's 100% right, Dear, I just want to give a wrap to Darren Flindell and Maddie Hills Calls so Darren obviously calling the Tab Everest and Maddie calling the Caulfield Cup they're charged with creating that extra theatre especially Matt and Darren over the course the of no crowds but um, we're blessed here to have some wonderful race callers and they both nailed both of those Group 1 uh, calls or that Group 1 in Melbourne and hopefully future Group 1 here in Sydney. Let's get to Ray, uh, who's on the line. Ray, you want to talk about a horse that caught your eye this weekend?
4: Oh, well, it it didn't actually caught me. I was a bit disappointed in the run. I uh, had a few dollars each way, and explosive jack. A question for Dino. Uh, What happened in the run? Was he checked or anything like that? Or do you think he's still worthwhile following? Because I... Had him, one of my, you know, picked out a chance in the Melbourne Cup. So what are your thoughts, mate? And boys, Uh, I love your show every morning, okay?
0: Thanks, mate.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't give up. I I didn't like him from an inside draw. I I think he's much better when he's outside horses. We saw it in the derby, down the outside, South Australian derby the same. I don't like him inside horses. So as soon as he drew two, I I actually put a line through him uh, and Caulfield. So back to Flemington get a bit more room, he could He could be the one that, like, improves a long way. He's got to improve a long way, but he could.
0: Perfect. Thanks so much uh, for that call, Ray. Now, I had a feeling Albert would give us a call this morning. He'd be on cloud nine. Um, Albert, good morning to you.
5: How are you, boys? What a weekend. But, guys, you got to think of this. I got Handle of the Truth slotted two years ago, and then Brenda rang me up from Shell Harbour, her and Chris... Uh, and said, hey, well, four weeks ago, she rang up, was crying, I was playing golf. She said, what do you think? I said, well, let's get Art Cadot. Right, she's a beautiful lady, but, guys, I'm going to name on the horse the four Bs, because guess what? Art Cadot trained at Berry, owned at Berry, ridden by Berry, and the slot holder was Brenda. What do you think, That's- guys? What an incredible training performance for Terry. Terry won a group one a group two in Adelaide for me thirteen years ago with uh Dane Bar and we won the Lord Mayor's Cup. But just he come off his horse, just a, what an incredible weekend for him. They're such a wonderful family, the Robos, But also, um, you know, I mean, very bottle shop, Justin Will's dad, Mick owns it and just oh, we're going out Wednesday night with Brenda and that to have a have a dinner at uh, over near Berry Mate so
6: it's a get weekend.
5: Please, you guys have got to get support, Shell Arbitab, because two out of the last three, Kosciuszko guy, have come through us.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: for sure. Duff, to see yeah.
0: Terry's emotion there after the, the race, obviously with one of his sons and just the strap, I mean, it was a very South Coast uh, feeling. Didn't the money come for it? Um, the, the, the syndicates must have really liked it late. Like good, was, it, was it just purely good barrier... Good horse, good jockey. Were they just with the stars aligning with it?
1: Obviously, the whole, and lot, this, mate, the
0: whole yeah. lot. Well, but still there, he's yeah. <laughs> joined the show. He's <laughs> joined the show. Member <laughs> <joined> of the panel. <laughs> but Duff, um, I mean, were you surprised by by the firm of um, of Arcado considering first up, or uh, what? What was Liz, did Lizzie make at the pick of the yard?
1: Um, I don't think so, but okay, I. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think he'd run favourite, um, but the soft track, softer track, once the softer track come in, he come right into play. Uh, a terrific story and a, and, a, and a great training performance and obviously an underrated horse. Like, he's never finished further back than seventh and he keeps jumping the bar each preparation from, you know, a, a highway runner, uh, that's the, and then he went to the country championships and now he's got another big leap to a Kosciuszko. So what do you do with him next? You know, he looks like a miler who's never run at a mile. Um, so he might be a good horse he might be a good horse you know why not give him a, a little chance in a, in a Villiers or something like that over a, mm. he's first tried a mile and try and if he's good enough qualify himself for a you know Doncaster mile um, but uh, a great story great trainer great bloke great family and we all like we all love that in racing and look Terry's driven some champions at the trots he's, he's driven some absolute champions uh, but what he's done with his horse, and and uh, yeah, I wish Kevin was still here to see what what he's done with him. It would have been a, a, a great story.
0: Muns, let's talk about that price movement because I was watching the NOP there on track, and and he was uh, he was firming up, wasn't he? They also came. Was there much money around for Edit as well? Uh, no. Having a look at them, Dave, like he was a
3: $4.80 chance on Saturday morning, uh, Art Cadet, by the time we did the preview, uh, he was $4.20, he got into $3.80, so it was a steady firm, but if you look back onto uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, he was an $8 chance. Mm. Art Kadawi, so he was one of those horses uh, not well they, they're usually very hard to beat when they firm every single day eight six fifty six four eighty four sixty runs three eighty uh, edit uh, he got out a little bit, uh, got out from five to six fifty and then came back in to five fifty ceasefire was a firm it was the pick of the yard in the Kosciuszko. it was nineteen, got into as short as eleven sunrise Ruby was well backed all the way through patino Ruby firmed up, and what this was doing. Handle the Truth just kept getting further and further out. And Ronnie was sitting there with me, and he said, this is $8, Handle the Truth. What's wrong? Because yeah. it was a $4.40 chance favourite on Saturday morning.
0: Hmm. I and believe it. it. was a messy race, too, because Nataraja obviously uh, wanted to, to hang out badly and took a, little, a few little runs. I think... Um, Bossy was caught up there. I know Jason Collett got caught up in the wash-up and obviously Cavs Horse out wide got a bump from, from Nataraja sort of shifting across. And I must admit, when Nataraja was shifting and then Nash came through, did everyone um, think, I mean, did, did you guys sitting there watching think, well, this is, this is home, uh, handle the truth?
1: Not really because he, okay. it's, not, it's not his pattern of racing. You know, where no map in the world had him in the first half of the field. And all of a sudden, he's third the rail, over racing they've run off the track at the 700 there it was before the turn and he's found himself in front with 59 kilos in unforeign territory for himself and i thought he did an amazing job um look, he, he, it's typical nash he doesn't give away barrier one easily and i thought it was a, no no complaints at all about the ride It was just a shock where he finished up no one had him hitting the front on the point of the turn from barrier one
0: boys so we've got another call on the line i think james there good morning james
7: yeah, good night fellas. Uh, just two questions there for Dino. Yep, yes. That, yep. Um Dino uh turn it up Tommy, is that a um the name of that horse, is that a reference to um Tommy rodonicus No
2: it'd be more uh, Tommy Haffey in the AFL. Uh yeah, is being it? Dennis I think Pagan be Y yeah.
7: or something.
2: Uh, oh, no, I think no. I tell you what it is. There was a, there was a. Uh, I do know this story. There was a commentator down here on the AFL called Tommy Laeff and uh, the late Harry Bitesall used to say when Tommy would make something outrageous, he'd say, oh, "Turn it up, Tommy." Oh,
7: okay. I thought it might have been something
3: to do with Tommy Rudonicus. No, no, he, no it's, it's AFL. Tommy Rudonicus but... has has one named in his honour in Brisbane. That singer yeah. owns it. That actually Tommy was in the ownership of, yeah. and it's yeah. called Fisty Cuffs. All
7: right, and the second question is. Um... Your derby tip, oh, that's my favourite day of the year. Um, what's your tip for the derby? I know it's a bit early, but...
2: Uh, I think he forgot you runs well in the Vars on Saturday. He's got to be the one to beat. He ran well in the guineas. Uh, I, I think they're still even contemplating maybe uh, accepting for the Cox Plate, but if they run in the Vars, he should win the Vars and he'll be hard to beat in the derby.
0: Alrighty, thank you very much. Beautiful, thanks for your call James Before we get to our next caller, old Pete Who does want to talk at the Caulfield Cup uh, Dan I'll come back to you here Obviously we touched on Incentivise um, at the start And obviously you know, an, in, an incredible um, you know trajectory this horse has taken Since that winter in Brisbane Yeah, You've obviously been doing form a long time And you've seen a lot of good horses And you've seen horses do what Incentivise has done and, and, and beat these sort of cup fields by big distances before But has it genuinely surprised you the, the the leaps this horse is, is taking um, and from a form assessment point of view I mean do you just have to keep turning the dial up every time after your review? Yeah, I,
2: yeah it has Dave and that's why I, look I was I thought he had a great chance on Saturday but I was cautious because he'd had two very hard runs uh, in his first two runs in Melbourne off a short break and you just wonder how many times they can keep going uh, he went better again on Saturday by a fair margin, uh, getting up to 2,400. So he's probably now just getting into his uh, into his hitting zone, getting up to the longer trips. So uh, he's an amazing athlete. And just talking with Peter Moody late last week, I've never heard a trainer so comfortable about... About to win a Group One race, it was. He was so matter of fact that he's just a superior athlete, and uh, he he was proven right. And yeah, I, I I can't recall. I mean, if you if you think back to the day he got beaten sixteen lengths at Toowoomba, uh, that was the day that Very Elegant beat Adeb, uh in the uh, in the Randvet. So it's not that long ago, and he's raced right through, uh, and he's become the next Corvier Cup champion after the previous Corveyer Cup champion was winning the RANVET. Mm. And the horse that beat it at Toowoomba got beat at the picnics the other day. He did, and again on Saturday at uh, Toowoomba, <laughs> Saturday night. He got beaten 16 links at Nanango, so... Uh, well, oh, it was no idea. Idea. Yeah, he didn't handle the track. No, no, fences off. Nah,
0: nah. Now, Muns, I know that you're watching Sydney races, but just for the purpose of, of the book and the hold, I mean, was this one of the biggest holds of the day incentivised, especially people who had a bit of cash? Did they just gravitate towards it and just load up?
3: Uh, well Dave the multi was was the worst there because um late in the day the multis were just terrible because all of those horses hard in the market in the big races like the multi you know Nature Strip into Incentivize uh, and then coming out of Incentivize went into uh went into the, the, the last winner Went into um, the last favourite in Brisbane. Yeah. So, you know, the end of the day was just absolutely abominable. Well, and good. thank God it didn't win on Tont um, because there wasn't enough, you know, there's no, not enough ICU beds left in Sydney uh, for us. <laughs> uh, it, but, you know, as I said, it, it's, it's great. You know, people now are cashed up. It's like, Dave, in the football, the best, the best weeks in the football for the business as regards to holds and activity, was the week after every favoured one. If every outsider wins, the smaller punter has done their little bank. They've got to take a few weeks to recover. It doesn't matter to the pros whether the hundred to one chances win or the favourites win every week, because they're operating on a, you know, a three hundred and sixty-five day rolling uh, return on investment. You know, your average punter that's going Saturday to Saturday needs to have a winning day to keep going, because it might affect him for the next two or three weeks.
0: Let's get to our next caller. We've got uh, Old Pete on the line. Morning, Old Pete. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Very good, mate. I
6: say that win in the uh, Caulfield Cup was astonishing. I've seen it four wide going out the straight. You couldn't believe it. I've seen two better wins in the Caulfield Cup. Tulloch was just unbelievable, and then Might and Power. But this was great. This couldn't win. That's what you had to say. Like, I've been watching races since i seen Burnborough run. And I, I, I just said to my son, that cannot win. Mm. <laughs> it, like, you it, know, it was just astonishing yeah. to think that a horse and what it's done. But you know, I, I remember like reckless. He won every cup of the, uh, the Melbourne Cup on you over two miles, and then Tommy Smith had Red Crazy. It won uh, the Sydney Cup, the Brisbane Cup, the Melbourne Melchipol- and even Steve, even Peel ran second in most of them then won the mm. Caulfield Cup and even field be the, the Melbourne Cup. So, mm. you know, wait will stop a train. You've
0: got to remember that. Um, I'll come to you here, Dino, and with let's talk about Brett Preble and his ride uh, because he mentioned to the um, to the Victorian coverage after, oh, it was, I was floating around on social media, that he was, he was a little bit concerned himself. He sort of, he popped out, he hit that flat spot, which you mentioned, but he thought that maybe he would put... Uh, per se and away a a little bit quicker than he did, but then once he sort of, you know, that, that sort of two and a half furlongs out is when he really started to motor. Were you surprised when Brett was sort of sitting in behind them um, in that trailing position and then popped out pretty much at the top of the hill there at Caulfield?
2: It was really interesting. Um, i heard Brett in an interview on Melbourne Radio this morning explain it. That, so it was quite an unusual wind on Saturday at uh, Caulfield. It was a tailwind down the side, and so he's main thing was to just try and get some cover going up the hill because they're working a little bit into it and he got a little bit of cover from persan and if you like as soon as he hit that side at the 900 he wanted to get clear air he wanted to get the the tailwind behind him to to just start bringing him into the race so uh that's why he hooked probably a, a horse wider than i even thought he needed to but uh when you watch the head on but he rolled up into the race I just think he's still a little bit awkward cornering the Melbourne way of going, even to an extent when he was going uh, around Ipswich, he didn't really accelerate around Benz. But once he gets in that straight line, he just goes again. And uh, as you said, he put Persan away uh, very, very easily. But uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing win. But uh, it's been, a, I mean, the whole story. Of, if you think of, you know, we were talking about the horse, but uh, Brett Prebble uh, before the. Uh, Thirty-first of August this year, hadn't ridden a Group One winner for five years. Peter Moody had handed his licence in for four years, and here's a horse that was getting beaten at Toowoomba six months yeah, ago, but... and they all combine on the one day to win the Caulfield Cup. It's it's yeah. uh, nearly movie stuff, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. And I thought fact... I thought Brett, Brett Prebble used Ollie so well the first six hundred metres. Oh of the race. yeah, yeah, and he knew that that. Ho- It was
2: interesting, months because, I mean, obviously no crowds, but Delphi got very fired up in the mounting out, so heaven forbid what he'd have been like had there been a crowd there. So you sort of knew he'd come out running, and I think Brett had probably spotted that as well and knew that he just had to keep pushing Delphi along and ultimately forced his hand to, to go where he did, and it got him fired right up. Mm.
1: And it was a classic case with those two big races on Saturday The Caulfield Cup and the Everest We, we talk about barriers but we, we keep coming back Speed horses from wide draws oh. It can be such an advantage And you yeah. just take your time And it was proven and it'll be proven again in the future
0: We're yeah. going to take a quick break boys We've got uh, another core on the line in uh, Macca But we'll, if you can just hold the line mate We've got to get to an update on what's happening on Sydney roads Back shortly on Punters Postmortem On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report.
6: Breaking news, New South Wales is now boarding to the world. It's what we've been waiting for, and Flight Centre has one of the best deals to get you travelling again. Stay tuned to find out more. Heavy traffic, Roselands, Canterbury Road, approaching King George's Road, citybound, Granville, James Bruce Drive, Prospect Street, a car breakdown southbound, and Terry Hills, Manavar Road between Kuyong Road and Mayora Road, Forest Way, that only a serious accident. Still affecting both directions through that area. Ready for that overseas trip, Flight Centre are offering up to 200 Dollars off your international holiday when you book flights plus nights at the theflightcentre.com.au for the nitty-gritty and more. I'm Sylvia on Sky Sports Radio. Robbie
0: Dolan on Profondo.
6: There
1: was a lot of pressure on me. The horse, you know, it's a very expensive horse and everything that happened in the gloaming stakes as well. I got a lot of abuse online for that. Me hanging over my head as well and I've always been confident in my abilities. I just needed the right horse to get on and, and just thankfully I was able to sort of shut up the haters. He's a fair machine and you know, it could be could be anything really gone forward.
0: Monday's Experts.
5: Monday's
0: Experts. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. Don't miss out. Bloodstockauction.com are offering 1% commission on every sale this October. That's right, we're rewarding members both new and old all month with 1% commissions on every horse sold. Call one 849 349 now.
5: Why do I only use Pazload? Well, the Pazload Frame Master is the lightest cordless framer on the market. Weighing in at only 3.3 kilos, it's a full kilo lighter than those other battery ones. I'm making it with Pazload. Reliability, comfort, performance.
2: This
4: is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio.
0: Yeah, welcome back to Sky Sports Radio on this Monday morning. You're on Punters Postmortem with Ron Duffey, Dean Lester, and Glenn Munsey, and we're taking your calls on 135353. 53, so give us a call straight away. We've got Macker on the line who wants to talk about the St Ledger and the Caulfield Cup. Good morning, Macca. Hey, good day, mate. How are you? Good, good. Hey, um,
6: yeah, just want to talk about with the St Ledger. I'm, I'm thinking, if Lindsay, is Lindsay's a chance of going down the Melbourne Cup path, but he, he'd have to win a Lexus, wouldn't he? Uh, more would be, that'd be a Dean question. I'm pretty sure that. It's, I just be interested to see if he's going to go down that path. I, I thought he was a sick beat, sick beat on Saturday, and yeah, I just want to see where he's
2: going. I mean, Dino, I'm just I'm I'm just looking it up now uh, to see where he's at uh, with regard to order of entry. Well, but
0: while you do that, we'll come to yeah. come to Duff. Uh, what did, I mean, did you think Luntzies was home? It was a lovely ride by Nash on morning, which I know I think was your one of your best of the day, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yep, he's. Um, he was just a match made in heaven, Nash and, and Warning, um, and that's. Lunsies did get past him. I, I, he's still got a one good run left in him, or even a peak performance left in. There's got to be a race. It's not the Melbourne Cup. No,
2: he's I've, not entered in it. So no, I've just been hard.
1: texted. I've just been
0: texted by Jock Cologli. He's saying paddock.
1: Paddock, okay. Let's say. Uh, uh, I would have liked to have seen him in one of those, you know, I don't know, what have you got at a mile and a half after the cup there or, or something leading into it. To, we'll further? Um, where's the know, Tats Cup now? Where's it going? It's a it couple of weeks off, I think, isn't it? Uh, mm. Yeah, but anyway, he's going to the paddock. There's your answer. Well, that's what Jock said. <laughs> Jock's, Jock hopefully hasn't, pulled, <laughs> hopefully hasn't pulled the
0: wrong rein for us, Jock. Um, just on the and Ledger, uh, before we get back to Macker and he's second question, what did you make of Kariff? in that, uh, is he just building to something, boys?
1: He obviously is just getting the kilometres in his legs. Yeah, he could build into a, you know, top ten finish in a Melbourne Cup, um, but he... He won
2: the Sandown Cup last year. It's on the later this race. year,
1: so he might go there again. Yeah, that might be more his go. He's looking well, as he always does. Right.
0: Yeah. And, Mackey you had another question on the Caulfield Cup? Uh, yeah, it actually
7: wasn't the Caulfield Cup. It was the race after, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. the, um, uh, Oxley Road,
6: um, Yes. Is he going down the Coolmore Park? Because it's the brother of exceedance. Um, yeah, no, it's four-year-old. Or is he going... He's, he's four-year-old. So he's going... Yeah. he'd be going down the big classic sprint, or...?
2: Oh, uh, I would... I think they'll think about it, but I would think the Group 2 on Derby Day, the, the Tab Stakes, uh, uh, I think that would probably be his go uh, at this stage. And he might be... And he's a good straight horse, so... Yeah, maybe that, and build into you know the lightning and the new market in the autumn, maybe. But uh, I don't know if he'd take the the big leap straight away. It's you know I think uh, probably the autumn will be when he has a go at trying to win a group one.
0: Thanks, Macca, and I've got to give yep. you a wrap here too, Dino, because I heard um, Blakey McDougall after that rain he gave you a uh, a big push um, when Jason Richardson asked him about you know well how did the connection with Blake uh, and Peter strike up? Has he been getting these rides? And um, Blakey said, well, when they first where, you know, on the move, and he's going to be riding in Melbourne. He touched base with Peter He didn't really get much back, but he said that uh, he'd heard along the grapevine that uh, you had contacted Peter and said that, no, no this kid can ride, and yeah, there he is winning a group race uh, on Caulfield Cup Day.
2: Yeah, it was good. I actually actually spoke to Blake for the first time ever yesterday, so uh, he rang to, to thank me, which was very kind of him. But, uh, no, Peter Moody rang me. He said, oh, you know, these this bloke and his manager are very keen and I'd sort of uh, mentioned to the, um, Hayden, his manager, that, uh, you know, packing them and cramming the, the growth areas with Caulfield shutting, you might want to try and do track work down that way. And uh, he's been doing a fair bit for Moods. And uh, I said to Moods, well, he won't let you down race day. They, he rides a lot of winners. So uh, it was very, very good to see him ride a Group 2 winner on Saturday. And uh, uh, I think it was only his second ride for Moods, so it was a big result. Yeah, it's a
1: good if story. You do isn't work, it yeah, if you do work for Moody, you know one thing, um, he'll reward a, you. Uh, yep, yeah, yep, he might be a tough man, but you'll be rewarded and even if you, you know, you get beat on one that should win, he he'll mm. stick by you if you're doing the work by him. That's that's he's known for that.
0: Yep. Mm. It's a exactly. good story too floating around on the uh, the webs, uh, the racing pages about Blakey, the the fact that he came to Sydney, uh, he then decided to go back to um, to that Albury area with his family, and um, obviously we know what he's done in the country, in New South Wales, and with his travel to Adelaide, when he's travelled to the Hobarts, and um, wanted to be a rugby league player. He thought he was just going to make it in league and be a, be a fullback, but the jockey game got him good yarn and he's a good bloke. Uh, let's get to our next caller, Mark. Good morning, Mark.
4: Good morning. Uh, I'd like to talk to
0: Dean, please, about uh,
4: the penalty for incentivised... And I, I refer back as far as the winner of Tullock, who carried seven stone eight, and he was scratched that year, and the, whole, the race was run by straight draw. Now, uh, Mighty Power, he won the Caulfield Cup by about seven lengths or something like that, carrying 52 and a half, won the Melbourne Cup carrying 56. So if Incentivise gets three kilos, we've got to go back as far as think big, Who carried fifty-eight and a half, and he did that on his second attempt at winning the race. So, what we're looking at here is, first of all, can incentivise do the two miles?
2: Well, that's—I mean, that's of course—that's a query. Um, you, You. Speculate that he would, and I don't think I don't think anyone thinks he'll get three kilos because, uh, uh, as you said, Might and Power got three and a half off 52 and a half, so this was already at 55 and a half, but I, I think two to two and a half is you've yeah, you know, if you, as you said about Might and Power, he got three and a half. He beat Doremus seven lengths in the Corvair Cup and beat him a short half head in the Melbourne Cup. So the three and a half really evened them up and the two miles. So, mm. uh, you know, a horse like Persan, who ran fifth in last year's Melbourne mm. Cup, mm. he finished five lengths behind incentivizing the Turnbull, five yeah. lengths behind him again on Saturday. And both yeah. times he got two kilos off him. So you've got to even him up just for a start. You've got to, well, you've got to, you know, that, there's your, Thing so I think two two yeah. and a half kilos I think anyway. Well,
4: my, my bet on Saturday was to back Persan for a place. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> but having said that, how many lengths do you do you need to shorten incentivise over the two miles?
1: Well,
2: I mean, and that's the, the eternal question, isn't it? I mean, it, you know, if he runs it strongly, he'd need every bit of uh, two and a half kilos. But if there's a vulnerability, a vulnerability at two mile and extra weight, then mm. it then it, it might it may not be as much. But the handicapper so, can't put that into account. He, he's got okay. to assume he's going to run the two miles.
4: So would you would you then defer back to the four or five year old colt or gelding carrying between fifty two and fifty five?
2: Um. Yeah, I think that that, that category, the, the thing about incentivise is, and I, I think I said it, Dave, when he did win the Maccabi Diva, that it was, yes. he was going to pay a bit of a price for it. Well, it didn't stop him on Saturday, but it would have been better if he'd won the Cor- Corvo Cup with 53. Now, what we're talking about going forward to the Melbourne Cup. So there is there is that lag effect, and and this is where it might come into play. And there's those horses, yeah, as the uh, callers mentioned, between fifty two and fifty five, that probably look a little bit dangerous. Uh, you know, Grand Promenade with fifty two, um, depending on how Dawn Patrol goes on Saturday with fifty two and a half, uh, those sort of horses, they could be yeah, you know, could be genuine and, factors.
0: And it just shows how out of the world he's gone. We were all sort of scratching our heads when Greg Carpenter made. Um, you know, we all thought, gee, he's been harshly treated here going into the Caulfield Cup. But it just shows how much of the <laughs> the bar he's jumped to do what he did. It makes Greg look like a genius, but it also then goes, wow, OK, he's exceeded expectations um, you know, across the board. Let's get our next caller who's on the line. It's Peter. Good morning, Peter.
7: Good morning, gentlemen. How are you all?
0: Very good, mate. Look,
7: I just want to make a couple of points about incentivise, if I may, I've been I've been a racing follower. Well, it's been my passion since the early 50s. Um, I think in the last 20 years, the great race, the Melbourne Cup, has not been the race of the Australian people and New Zealand people. It's become a European race. And, and I'm not critical of them for doing that. But this year, there's a chance that this race will be Australia and New Zealand's race again because of COVID. And I think this is an enormous opportunity for the handicapper, Mr Carpenter, to think carefully before he penalises this wonderful horse. Firstly, the handicapper's dilemma is to weight a horse on performance, but sometimes they stray into weighting a horse on potential, which is fraught with danger. The first thing we know is incentivised can run a great mile and a half, but there's been many great stayers who can run a mile and a half but cannot get two miles. Maccabee Diva won three cups in a row over thirty-two hundred metres, 51, 55, a half, 50, fifty-eight. Yes, she was a mare, but she was a tried and true two miler. And even after two dashing Melbourne Cup wins, she went to fifty-eight. She was a big mare. I just say to Mr. Carpenter, don't rob Australia of this great horse that has come from nowhere it's an opportunity for the people of Australia to once again be really immersed in the Melbourne Cup. He's got to make the race fair, I agree, but please don't wait this horse on potential, Mr Carpenter. That's what I say. I
1: don't think he will.
2: Oh, I don't think he will. I think the potential part's gone. As soon as he yeah. won a wait for Age Race beating the Cox Plate winner, the potential part was gone. Um, the
7: potential to run two miles, Dino, hasn't gone.
2: Yeah, but you can't, you can't handicap a horse on... You know, like, we see... We see stayers in sprint races carrying top weight where they've got no hope. But that's what they've earned. Like you've got to assume that he's gonna to run too much like I mean you can't and, and as you said about Maccabi Deva being a big mare, he can't take that into account. That, that they they're they're variables that he can't take into account. He's he's gotta assume that yeah, you know, he's gotta say on performance, well, this is this is what he's gotta carry and I want him to be there and I agree with you. I, I uh, I've likened the Melbourne Cup in the last 20 years to the Grand Prix and beforehand it used to be Bathurst. I prefer Bathurst than the Grand Prix. So I'm happy that it might be uh, uh, be more of an Australian race, uh, Australasian race this year. And that's that's what I think. Saturday had that that Bathurst feel about it. We knew all the form lines. They'd raced each other every week. We knew everything about those horses uh, right into into that race.
0: Yeah it'll be interesting, interesting. The, the, betting the betting
2: figures what would that basically. be like man's yeah. yeah. remember when they oh, come oh, out?
0: they'll all just launch it and incentivise. no uh, but the, 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 the figures holds. for saturday oh, yeah, the, holds. the
3: holds. yeah well we the everest held more than the Caulfield cup with us but you've also yeah. got to realise our retail network is basically zero in victoria
1: yeah
2: that's
3: right yeah so it'll be interesting with apples with apples it'd be interesting with
1: this melbourne cup this year uh, putting the figures together with the hold i wouldn't be surprised if we hold more in this melbourne cup um, with only a couple of internationals in, we we did yep. in the last three or four years. You watch, and that's I'll say, yeah. My, I'll my say point
7: will dust definitely, and it's been yeah. with incentivizers in the race.
2: Yep. Yeah, and I meant sort of Corfield Cup last year to to this year, we're in lockdown both years in Victoria. So I just wondered if, with all the all the form being relevant uh, to Australian form, if it uh, if it created stimulated turnover.
0: All right, let's get to our next caller. Jeff's on the line. Morning, Jeff. Jeffrey, morning, Jeffrey.
7: That
5: gunshot won the weekend. Would he have a, a chance in in the Victorian
2: Derby? He's got a huge chance. He he he's probably, I think his second favourite, and he should be too. He's he'll stay. He's got the right pedigree, and Mick Price has done it before. So no, I think he's got a great chance.
7: Yeah. yeah.
5: W- why I ask that? I've got a five five percent share in his younger brother.
0: Wow. Beautiful, okay. Yeah,
4: uh, trained by Peter Snowden.
0: Beautiful, Geoffrey. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, mate. Hey, just on that race too, uh, Dino, um, gee, that filly ran well for the O'Brien team, uh, working a bit up the hill there. Um, El Patrones. Uh, that's it, that's it. What did you make of uh, her run against yeah. um, that horse?
2: Well, that's the only thing about this form line I'm a, a little bit concerned with. This filly keeps okay. running, she keeps running really well. I mean, I think it serves her well for the Oaks, but whether this... This form through the Superimpose and most of those horses went from that to Saturday's Caulfield Classic. Uh, whether that form line's going to be as strong as what we see with uh, Forgot You and I imagine Allegron in the Vars and the Vars runners this Saturday uh, just might be the better form line. But uh, yeah, Alpentroness is shaping well for the Oaks, her stable mate. Who knows, uh, with her, with the Oaks after Saturday, because she got in a horrible spot, Kapalua sunset and got virtually dragged out of the race. So, uh, you know, she, you know, did, like, she just had no chance that way that race was going. I reckon there's one trending really well for the Oaks out of that race on Saturday. Biscayne Bay, uh, the Mayor used to, they've only had her for a couple of runs. She went 1400 to 2000 on Saturday went very well, and they uh, they won the Oaks a few years ago with Set Square coming off this race, similar sort of run. I think uh, she'll be thereabouts on Oaks Day, uh, Biscayne Bay.
0: Yeah, OK. They, did they pay a lot of money for her Australian bloodstock? Yes, yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah. so. And that was off um, the Hayes boys to Kieran yeah, and David yeah. Eustace. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to our next caller, David, on the line. Morning, David.
7: Oh, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Just to jump back to the Cosi and all hats to uh, hats off to the winner and second place getter. Uh, but I did think the run of the race for me was uh from way back, uh, but had to weave through the traffic. Um, but just wanted to get the thoughts on the panel about.
1: Yeah, you could make a case that she was a little bit unlucky because she was held up at a vital stage in the straight there, and uh, just lost that little bit of momentum, and she was still going. To, she was still going. She was finishing over the top of them late, so. Yeah, if you backed her or you had anything to do with her, I'd suggest you could uh, go home with a hard luck tail, well, even though she she was in the right spot. But they just didn't open up when they wanted to, you know, they wanted to open up for her. I thought she was terrific. And as was, you know, Edith. I thought Edit was fantastic in that race as well. He's a, a work in progress. So it's not all about Art Godot handle the truth. There's, there's some, some really nice horses that, that run well there, Spiranak and Edith uh, as well. Do you reckon we'll see Paige for the championships, uh, Muns Get her I've out to one.
0: Bankstown mm-hmm. Golf Course, you and you and Rudik at, um, with Paige Spirinac? Yeah, but she's, she's
3: always keen to come out, Dave, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a talk to her. She got a hole-in-one the other day, so the three of us share something in common. I've had a hole-in-one, Rudik's had <laughs> oh, a hole-in-one, she's had a hole-in-one. So, you know, she's always
0: keen, and she loves her racing, Dave. She does. loves her racing. Loves she her does racing. does love her racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael is on the line now. Morning, Michael
5: boys, I'm going to another jurisdiction. This Bob Peters is a master breeder, right? He's got all these horses coming through. It was a quiet winter. Racing in Perth was dead. It's exciting now. Spitely star, real charisma. They both won Saturday, three-year-olds. So they win the Kingston Town. This bloke's a genius, right? It's exciting racing. They're even money. Come from the tail of the field with Pike on. Pike Road four. Um, these horses will come east um, next year. What a magnificent breeder this Bob Peters is, and they're all they're all backmarkers, and they're all from the same family. Just your comments, please.
1: Oh, he's got those beautiful mares, and he's that's why he's a good breeder. He's a, he's got some lovely families in his in his broodmare band, and he breeds to the right stallions over at... He brings them over to Kilmore or wherever he that's sends right. them. That's right, he breeds east, yeah. Yeah, he so he breeds east, races west. He, he nurtures them, and he keeps hold of the good. The good blood, he doesn't let many of them go. Um, I see Bob's going to spread a few more horses around over there, which is interesting um, with other trainers. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Um, Nobody... uh, he,
2: he already has, he's given uh, former AFL footballer Hayden Ballantyne a, a few. Uh, has he? Okay. Yeah, he's given him four or five fillies, and uh, they might have had a winner through the week, um, but uh, he's. Uh, yeah, he's he spread them out a, a bit. Hayden bought would, a tried one off him and won a couple with him, so it must have caught his eye.
0: Would, would they be that his top line fillies, or would the would the, would the, would the top line ones be still going to the Durants, or the uh, sorry uh, to uh, Grant and Alana Williams?
2: Yeah, Grant and Alana Williams have still got a good bunch of horses, but I, I believe the three-year-old fillies crop that uh, was given to Hayden Valentine's very strong.
0: Okay,
1: very interesting. Maybe it's just um, thank- supporting supporting the local product and yeah. keeping he's a keeping Fremantle every- fan. He's, yeah, he, he's, he's going to keep <laughs> no the one's local a industry. Fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that
0: will start to uh, to heat up over there won't it um, Dino? Uh, over in over in Perth. Do you do you agree with the sentiments of the caller that you know these wins on the weekend of real charisma et cetera, are your you know we're going to see them in these big races? Well, it's a, a long way to go for real
2: charisma. It was only a, or um, well, they have the benchmark from the bottom, so the minimum was a 66 rating. So, uh, and she was on the minimum, but she's a, a very progressive horse, and they, they do seem to uh, really improve sharply. Her figures were, were pretty good. Uh, and what was the other one? The caller Spritely mentioned. Spritely
0: Star, I think. Sprightly Star. In the um, 1500 meter, the um, Glenroy Chaff.
2: Yeah, it won. Um, it it was a big finish, uh, and only sort of got really wound up late, and will be better over further. But again, uh, it got. It was only a one metro win race, but uh, yeah, his horses, yeah. Like his Perth Cup winner could you know come out of them? Whether it's the Kingston Town Horse, I think I'll be watching the three-year-old ranks because both of those are four-year-old mares. I'll be watching the three-year-olds in the next few weeks, whether it be through the Guineas or the uh, the Phillies Championship. They're the ones that he often produces towards the Kingston Town.
0: We've got another core at the Mark, line. Oh, Mark sorry,
3: gets a couple of runners over there. Bob just might be an AFL fan because he might be a Geelong fan. <laughs> no,
2: no,
0: I'll I'll text you an answer about all this. So. Okay, um, we got uh, Michael on the line. Another Michael. Good day, mate.
4: Uh, good morning, Dave. How are you? And the rest I'm of well. Yeah, good mate. Look, I wanted to ask Duff a question if I could. Yes, mate. Uh, Ron, um, I was wondering what you thought of uh, Guitars run in the Everest, mate.
1: I thought he was a bit disappointing, um, but he did pull up. Uh, well, it's one out of five lane, which is not much. That was the veterinary excuse for him. But I thought he chucked up okay along the fence there and. He just wasn't his usual self there, the the last little bit. So you'd have to mark him down, you know, a a little bit below average for his standard.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very
0: much for that, uh, Michael. Uh, We now get to Mal on the line. Morning, Mal.
7: Good morning, guys. How are you? Very good, mate. Quick question just for Dino. Um, Historically, there's not many horses win the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double. Uh, However, the placings from two to five have a really good record in the Melbourne Cup. Yep. On Saturday, I didn't see anything from non-conformist, Persan, Montefiore, etc. Um, that that was a real standout from a Melbourne Cup point of view. Do you think there was anything there that stood out?
2: Uh, I think Persan will nearly be the only one that runs, and uh, he's a better horse at Flemington, but I think we know his level. He top five last year and probably a top five chance... Again, this year, uh, we had the caller earlier talk about Explosive Jack. If there was one that would improve a long way, it would be Explosive Jack drawn out with a bit more galloping room and he might improve, but uh, there's not a lot there. I think the you know, the horses that have either got into the field, uh, Wednesday's Geelong Cup, um, Charlie Rose, I think probably... Uh, she comes through the Grand Promenade form line and then the Mooney Valley Cup this year is worth a million dollars. So it looks as though it's going to be a half a decent race. So, uh, uh it might, uh, it might have some factors, but, uh, I think if you've got an incentivized ticket, you'd be pretty happy at the moment.
0: Certainly would. Um, thanks to your call, Mal. Just before we, uh, wrap up and get horses to follow, boys, a couple of texts here on the text line. Uh, this one keeps coming up, Dino. Um, can you ask Dino about Black Comb? Um, and the thoughts of the... Uh, where does it go next? Black Uh
2: Well, I would think... Um, I think she'd probably go to the Wakeful and then the Oaks. She was unlucky in that Hillsmith Stakes last week, won by Cerberus. Now, I just read Cerberus is going to the, the Vars on Saturday. So... Uh, We'll get a bit of a guide on that form, formal. And there was one well, or one that was beaten in that race, actually one on Murray Bridge Cup day on Friday in a restricted race. So there's a little bit of form there. Uh, she's the other O'Brien. O'Brien's had the three fillies going towards the Oaks, all owned in the same interest, Blackcomb, El Patroness and, uh, Kapalua Sunset. So I think Blackcomb's a chance. She's a bit one-paced. I think probably El Patroness
0: is the best of them, but, uh, she's, she's ticking over okay. All right, perfect, Um, and uh, one here for you, uh, Duff, before we get the horses to follow, just in relation to promise of success, uh, because there was a mighty roar, only for the 10,000 people there on, but it seemed like everyone was on, and it wanted to drift in the market
1: too. There was plenty of 6 and $6.50 late, I can tell you that, because I saved on her, and um, yeah, she's... um, She's not a bad mare, that, I think, that race. What's the mare's race on Cups days? the Hong Kong Jockey Cup Plate, or something? Yeah, the, the fourteen hundred? Yep. <laughs> uh, just, just write her name all over that. I don't know how strong that race will come up. It is a Group 3, so it might be, a, okay. I think, is it a handicap or a set weights race?
2: Or uh, it might be set weight and penalties. Is that the, the last winner from Saturday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, John O'Shea's won it before, too. Was it Strawberry yeah. Fields he won it with a few years ago? Okay,
1: yeah. That's and he did ago. say
0: she's definitely off to Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, that,
1: that's, yeah. That, that,
0: that's the race. That's yeah. the all right. race. Yeah. Well, we've, we've got this Saturday in Sydney, the invitation, of course, which um, we'll have the field out. Um, when will that be announced, Munns? Will that come out? Um, no, it'll just come out normally Wednesday, Dave, i It'll say. come out perfect. Um, will we be bidding all in on that?
3: We are bidding all in on the yes, invitation, Dave, and have been yes. doing so for quite a while.
0: There's still have a couple of moment, slots left. Yeah, As but I'm, oh, that's back. what I'm wondering, like, slots-wise. Like, when we, when, when we know all the slots, oh, we be still... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I
3: just thought you meant... Well, I suppose I'm um, just trying to work out how many we've got guaranteed.
0: Like, but because it's a, an it invite race, would it be Tuesday? There's Wouldn't we know it's Tuesday? Two,
3: three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think we've got ten or eleven. I rocker mm-hmm. clocks down there. That might be twelve, so there could be two slots left. I think that's fourteen.
0: Okay. okay. Oh, actually, no, I'm reading here, it will exclusively be a compromise of 12 starters. So yeah, it's 12, we've got the full yeah. 12. Yeah. Right. So if, technically then we should be closing that market month if we've got 12 there. Well, not really, though. Don't, don't I don't know if a couple or, of them
1: are officially, except they've been invi- you've invited. You've been
3: given them. an invitation, but you probably have to you accept got, the invitation. Ah, uh, right. But, yeah. Please keep Vangelic yeah. there. That's all I ask. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we've also long got... Long uh, Bondi Steaks there as well in Sydney, but uh, down in Melbourne we're going to have the Cox Plate. Uh, we'll have the uh, that barrier draws tomorrow, isn't it, um, Dino?
2: Yeah, Cox Plate and Manicato draw will be tomorrow morning at uh, yep. breakfast with well breakfast with the best will be horses only and uh, obviously, but uh, yeah, it um, they'll be out tomorrow and then yeah, the Moonee Valley Cup and the Vars and uh, all the complimentary races to uh, Cox Plate day.
0: Are you leaning in a certain way at the moment, Dino? I mean, do you genuinely think that Animo can win the Cox play?
2: Yep, he can win. I like Zaki and Animo. I think uh, the Jay McDonald factor on Zaki will be significant. And Animo, uh, it'll be good to see him have another look around the valley tomorrow because right on the point of the turn on Saturday, he changed actually onto the wrong leg and got a bit wandery, but then he, he corrected and went to the line nicely. But another look there tomorrow. He should be pretty much ready to go. And well I can right, tell you,
3: Zaki worked that, on Saturday morning at Co- uh, at Valley with Mulunga, and the track work rider said completely opposite to what he went at Sandown. Yeah. Um, before he 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 ran no, Caulfield. Uh, at Caulfield. At he said yeah. that that um, put all the, the fears out of your mind. He's back to his best.
0: Beautiful. Let's get some horses to follow. Uh, uh, Duff, what are we uh, continuing from the weekend?
1: Yeah, a couple of obvious, I think. Um, I think it. he was only a 79 rater going into the Kosciuszko, so I don't know what plans are for him, but he can be placed to advantage. He's a nice horse. And Senor Fox, he was only first up, so he's got more to offer, especially if he gets a dry track. He's in beautiful order. And we forecast the other one, promise of success. We can wait till Cup Day for that. for that, if it's not too strong. Perfect.
2: Uh, Dino, what are we following, mate? Uh, I think a mare in the first Mimmy's Award. I liked her on Saturday. She ran really well. She'll be better at Flemington. So there'll be a restricted race for her, I think, Oaks Day. And I think she can win that. And Steinem, if she doesn't get in the Empire Rose, might uh, run in the same race as uh, Duff's Horse to follow. It'll be a good race. Steinem ran very well beyond Colette on Saturday. Brought her into the race and battled on well. So they're the two for me. All
3: right. And Mums? Um, Two out of the highway, Dave. I thought was a run of the day there, Casino Lord. First up, uh, first up, 1,100. It only had sort of one 1,100 run in its six-star career. Came from last. Ran absolutely, uh, broke the clock. The last little bit in the worst part of the track. And also out of that race, Casino Kid, it came from second last. And it's more of a miler in an 1100, so it'll improve uh, stepping up in distance. And because I'm going to be knocking a ball round with him in about 25 minutes, Roots, uh, I thought, went enormous. Yeah. Uh, that was basically a Class 1 race as a, list, as a, a, a listed race, but um, never had the best amount of luck there, Roots. Second run in a race to come off a maiden win at Goulburn, as the winner did, and
1: I think it's on, onwards and upwards for it. How come when you and Chris Roots play you know, golf together, that's when you get the hole in <laughs> ones? There's only the two of you there. Yeah, yeah there's no cameras.
3: Yeah, all no, no, the
1: no, no, there was. Uh, what, no, there was. Well, Yeah. All yeah. I know <laughs> the Ronnie, <laughs> is yeah. the mounted
3: yeah. ball is up on the wall at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great yeah.
1: team. Uh, you're a great team. Yes. Well, there's
3: no
0: iron team, Ronnie, but there's an M in an E. Oh, too good! Boys, have a wonderful week. If this uh, last weekend just gone by was anything to, to look forward to, over the next couple of weeks, with you know, Cox plates, invitations, and obviously the carnival continuing in both states, we're in for a treat. We'll see you next Monday, and thanks to all our callers as well. See you guys. Thanks, Dave. See On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report.